AHBs, we're back with another episode of Heaving Bosoms, a romance novel podcast, where Aaron and Melody catch up weekly and recap and review a new romance novel every time. We're charting new territory together, starting with this episode. This will be part one of The Duchess Deal by Tessa Dare. Let's jump in because it's pretty juicy. <laughs> Hi, Erin. <laughs> hey, Mel. <laughs> How's it How- going? Oh, I am fantabulous. <laughs> How the hell are you? Listener Melody just told me a highly personal <laughs> story that we can't tell on the podcast, but I'm just reeling from it. It's <laughs> yeah, can you imagine, listener, a story <laughs> that I won't share on this medium because apparently I share fucking everything. That's not true. But like my level of share is so much is it yeah. lower or higher than other people? Lower than other yeah. people. Yeah. From from zero to crotchless leggings, this was worse <laughs> than crotchless leggings. <laughs> And oh, honestly, yeah. if if I were the only one involved, I would share it. But because it involves someone else, I can't. Right. You know, right. I'm yeah. because I am a good friend. Uh-huh. At the That's end true. of the day, that supersedes everything else. It's <laughs> very sweet. So what's Let new me with tell you? you? What I came Batch. here to tell you? Oh, bring it on! I didn't come here to talk about the Duchess deal. That's right. Um, she's currently holding a smoothie of some sort. I am. It's a banana nut smoothie. Mm. I just came in from working out. David was leaving to go to the gym and I was holding this smoothie. And and I told him by the end of this conversation, I'm about to go record the podcast and I'm going to tell everybody about this. <laughs> <laughs> I marched up here <laughs> to talk to you. Uh-oh. So now I owe it to him. So this is a phenomenon in Alaska, and I think the Northwest, these little drive through coffee stands. Oh, yeah. But I don't think they exist everywhere in the I don't States. think they, so either. They I'm... haven't in anywhere else I've lived. Maryland, no, but in, Louisiana, um, in Oregon, they're big, too. Dutch Brothers right. is one of the big ones. A human being. Yeah. Right. So, like, a couple years ago or so, a year ago, David just starts showing up with these smoothies all the time. Just, like, mm-hmm. constantly has these protein shakes. I'm like, where are you getting those? And he tells me. And I realize it's one of these coffee stands. And mm. listener, if you're not familiar with these, about 50% are regular and the other 50% are like bikini babes, young, hot, lady, stripper yeah. sort of coffee stands, which is totally fine. Like some yeah. of them are li- like literally in bikinis or like something sexy. Some are just like young, hot women. But Wait, in Alaska? Oh, yeah. Bikini no. babe coffee stands are a big deal. But how, yeah. are, how do you open the window and hand things to people in Alaska? Yeah. It makes them cold, which makes it sexier. No. No, if they're cold or turned <gasps> or on. Turned on. Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't Luke know. Luke Martineau. So, yeah. So he's like, oh, yeah, that that uh, coffee and, and protein shake stand by our house. And I was like, oh, is mm-hmm. it a regular one or is it a different kind of coffee stand? He's like, well, I don't know. You know. <laughs> so I was like, okay, I'm going to go drive through one of these and get me a protein shake. So I do. This has been a long time ago. And I realize it's not like the bikini one, but they're all like very fit, young, college age, like sexy ladies that work at this thing. Sure. So I come back with a shake and I'm like, oh, I went and got a shake at your special coffee stand. And he's like, oh, who who was working? Was it Amanda? Was it Becky? Was it Christina? You know, he starts. And I was like, you. (laughs) So... (laughs) <laughs> now we've got this big joke where like um 
because also I drank the shake and I was like, this is a pretty good shake. <laughs> <laughs> so now we've got this joke where I go through and, you know, I, I'm like, they like me more than you sort of thing. So cute. I came back with this shake and he's like, who was it? <laughs> and I'm going to protect the names of these women because they're just trying to make a living and Indeed. not be in our personal life. But he's like, you know, was it Danielle? Was it so-and-so? And I was like, it was Danielle. And like, she knew my order. I drew, I drove up and she was like, what do you want? Banana nut. And he's like, Danielle says the same thing to me, only she doesn't say banana. And I was like, and he like, got I'm like, I'm telling the whole podcast about this. So oh, anyway, amazing. um, but the shakes are really good. I do not think the shakes are why David goes to the coffee stand. I'm going to be honest there. I really mm, I do good think for him. it's Danielle, but sure. I like the shakes. <laughs> the banana nut bread is the best if you are an Anchorage person and you know the particular coffee stand that I'm talking about. Excellent. Anyway, what's new with you? Uh, what's new with me? Mm. All right, here we go. Today, I was putting Ever down for a snap. Here we go. <laughs> How can it be better? Than, how can it be more here we go than what I had to listen to when I first sat down? Because it's but, in the same know. theme. It's in the theme of Melody oh, is a 13-year-old boy. Okay. <laughs> I think this should be its whole a whole segment unto itself. All right. So, <laughs> Melody is a 13-year-old boy. ka okay. So <laughs> I'm putting Ember down for his nap, and he's gotten to the point where he's very, very independent. And so he like he wants to do our before nap ritual and then lay the fuck down. And I would like just a little bit of a snuggle, mayhaps, but not really. I don't really care. So he pops up. He like sits up on me and he's like, okay, lay down. And I was like, wait, we got to I got to make sure I just want to hear a burp. I want one burp. And so since we speak, wait, Ember says he wants to hear a burp. No, I told him that because like okay. a couple of times last week, he he burped like while laying down and then I had to wash the sheet afterwards because he's 21 months old and sometimes like reflux is a thing. I don't fucking know. So plus I was just playing with him like I, I just wanted a little bit more time. So I was like, I just want one burp. Like, give me a burp. And since we speak Chinese to him, I was like, Ember Daga, because that's basically Mandarin. It's like crazy white girl saying it, but it's, you know, it's Mandarin-ish. And, uh, and so then he... Does it mean burp? Or? Yeah, it means Ember burp. And so then he All looks the at Mandarin me... Mandarin I know is from Firefly. And so... Oh, and that <laughs> is... Woof. That is not Mandarin. Yeah, believe me, I know. But you know, <laughs> same level, crazy white girl Mandarin. There you go. So then he looks at me and he starts going, Mama Daga, Mama Daga. <laughs> <laughs> so I just start burping on cue. And every time he does it, he just cracks the hell up. Like in my, he's like sort of cradled-ish. He was like on my shoulder and then he's moved over and he was like cradled in my arms going mama dunka and then I would <laughs> and then he would crack the hell up. We probably did this like 10 times. Wait, and so you I can just burp on cue? Yes. Can't everyone? No. I can't burp on cue. <laughs> yeah. No, I can't do it. Oh I my just God. <laughs> <laughs> England times after this melody. <laughs> they burped in England times. Okay, oh, they just had geez. to say "pardon me" or something mm -hmm. afterwards. I'm not going to. So anyway, I put him down for his nap, and he was a little bit turned after that. Like it was not a smart mom move, but it really fed my 13 year old boy soul, and it was nice. Congratulations! Thanks, thanks. 
being a mom is really fun sometimes because I just get to be really, really sophomoric. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's excellent. Okay. Speaking of sophomoric, England times when you were never allowed to be sophomoric. <laughs> Although I will say that this book is squarely within England times. Oh, yeah. I was going to gonna say. Within England times. <laughs> But mm. flirts a little bit Uh-oh. with Sherlock Holmes times, oh, no. which I know, which I know, historically <sighs> speaking, I believe to be the same time period in England. No, it's later. I listen. Isn't it historically way speaking, later? I think England times eclipses Sherlock Holmes times. His not historically speaking. Aaron, <laughs> because none of this is historically speaking. speaking. <laughs> As far as Aaron's view of historical romance novels, then sure. Mm-hmm. I, I can't believe they're from, not all the same thing. They're very close to being medieval all the same thing. thing. It goes oh. from medieval, England Times goes all oh, the way boy. from medieval to like, mm-hmm. like yeah. 1925. See, that <laughs> is closer to Sherlock Holmes times. But but eclipsed in there is Sherlock Holmes times, oh boy. is Revolutionary War times, is Highlander times, depending on the mood of the story and it's the location true. of it. It's so true. England times is a big, is a is an overarching. Also, every time we say that, I think that we're wrong. I think that if it's going to be anything, it has to be Highland times, because Highlander well, times makes me think of idea. Duncan MacLeod of the Clan MacLeod and their swords. And the... Are you honestly worried about being wrong? <laughs> like... No, I'm I'm worried about creating the correct <laughs> feeling. You know, I I don't think people like because Duncan McLeod of the Clan McLeod or whatever the fuck his name was is much more paranormal than it would be Highland Times. So are we are we talking about Outlander? Is that no, we're doing? talking about Highlander, my friend. Highlander. Oh, Highlander. The, crazy the film. There can only be one. I don't care. That's sure. Fair. Because I believe Fair. that the film Highlander was not set in Highlander times. So no, it, it was not matter. We don't have to risk it. No one's going to get confused. <laughs> Fair. No. This isn't confusing at all, Aaron. Like not just on its face. And also, I think he was immortal, so he lived in Highland times, Highlander times. I think he was immortal. That was the whole point of the movie, is that they're immortal until they cut (laughs) off your head, and then there can only be one. That's literally the only thing I remember about it. Wait, was Harrison Ford in the original Blade Runner? Connery. (laughs) How many movies do you think Harrison Ford was in? No. I said it's in the original Blade Runner. You made that mistake one time, and now you think Harrison Ford was in every movie. No, I was doing a callback, Aaron, honestly. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. Cool cool callback. <laughs> Great comedy. I'm sorry. Uh, ah, no okay. one's listening anymore. Do you nope, think sorry, guys. Because they're not even... <laughs> no, okay, we have to do the book because it was so good. It was the best book ever. It was so, so good. Okay. We are here to talk about The Duchess Deal by Tessa Dare, everyone. Now, when you say best book ever, do you believe it was better than when a scott ties a knot don't do that to me i knew you were gonna say that to me and i didn't you know what i meant by that i don't know if it was better than a scott tyson i was just wondering what you think because i'm i'm torn i'm really torn i'm really torn i don't know i say i think i like this hero better than logan mckenzie really but i think i like the heroine heroine in the other one better i don't know the heroine in this one's better for any reason yeah she's great but I just found her no, you quirkier. Just, yeah, you just love that she drew snails. 
Yeah, I love her snails. <laughs> you love the shit out of those snails. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't blame you. I don't know. I think I have to say I love them equally, which is a total cop out. But I've become a mom now, and I think I'm allowed to do that. <laughs> no one ever loves anybody equally. <laughs> Says the only child. Okay. Yeah, also, the chances of me having not one child, but two are very <laughs> slim. So I feel like I can say that with confidence. Fair. Okay. I would like to introduce Emma Gladstone, who is the heroine, <laughs> and the Duke of Ashbury, who is <laughs> the hero. So the Duke of Ashbury, and I'm I'm calling him that. I'm not calling him his real name because he doesn't have a real name. They talk about what he could be called, and, and he's it's only George. ever been called. I don't talk about that. Ugh. That was also her father's name, so it doesn't exist. But I'm like getting George. I'm getting ahead of myself, listener. So the novel opens. She is a seamstress. She is walking around outside trying to get up her nerves. And she's in this horrendous wedding dress. Well, expertly fashioned. Oh, of course. Dress, oh, no, but, no, no, no. But ugly design. Or just over the top. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Um, later on, he describes it as unicorn vomit. Yes. Or... The pelt of some snow beast rumored to menace the Himalayas, <laughs> <laughs> which made me so happy. So she is going to knock on his door because she needs payment for this gown. And nobody has paid her in months and months and months. She made the gown. Yes, she made the gown. And so she goes in. She knocks on the door. She has no calling card. She has no anything because she's a seamstress. She's like a servant, right? And the butler shows her into the library. But before that, the Duke of Ashbury was writing a letter to his solicitor saying like a bunch of stuff. And then the last thing was that he needed a wife because he needs to create an heir. So this is like yeah. on his mind as she walks and in. He's kind of like reluctantly writes it too. He's like, ugh, wife, need a wife. Ugh. Yeah. I mean, and I don't blame him given his previous right. experiences. So... Khan, the butler, Khan walks in and he's like, there's a, a woman here to see you. And she's wearing a wedding dress. And he's like, uh, okay, show her right in. <laughs> <laughs> um, she comes in and she's like, your grace, I need payment for this immediately. It is past due. I have written evicted. to you. Uh-huh, I am being evicted. I have nothing but moldy potatoes in my larder. I'm going to say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Welcome to my world. (laughs) Like, she needs to pay for it. And so he's fairly charmed by her. He doesn't really understand why she's a seamstress because she seems like he's, oh, I think his exact words, and I laughed out loud at this, were there's entirely not enough hand wringing Mm -hmm. about this request. Like, you should be, you should be looking down at the floor. You should be terrified of me. What's going on? Why aren't you? And he finds Mm -hmm. out that she's a vicar's daughter who is now turned a seamstress, which means that she is of gentle breeding or something like that. Right. Um, she's a gentleman's daughter. So what we find out is that this was the dress of his intended, but she left him because of his crazy ass scars all over his face because he was in a battle. He was in the Battle of Waterloo and a, a mortar turned back on him and blew him the fuck up. But only on one side. So he looks like Two-Face from Batman. Yeah, he does. Two-Face from Batman. And uh, yeah, it's good. It's good stuff. So 
she made this wedding dress for his betrothed. And then since they didn't get married, she didn't get paid. She's about to get thrown out. So she shows up and she's like, I need that money. And she wore the wedding dress for effect. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She was just like, I didn't think that you would pay any heed to me if I just showed up as myself. So here's what I made. Pay me for it. And so he mm-hmm. goes, sure, I will. But I'm going to need the dress. <laughs> and she takes a couple <laughs> seconds to think about it. And then she's like, ah. It's either get unclothed right now in front of this man or sleep on the street. So, all right, here we go. (laughs) And she starts disrobing in front of him. And so he stops her and he's like, stop, stop, stop. Okay, whoa. And then in his brain, he's like, okay, she's of gentle birth. I don't know, whatever. She's educated and she's willing to get naked in front of me. Mm -hmm. Um, Checks all my boxes. (laughs) Yeah, healthy, right? So he's like, okay. You can have this money or I can make you a duchess. She's like, what? And she's like, you're making fun of me. Stop making fun of me. Give me my money. I got to go. Wait, though, before this happens, I have to tell you a story. Yeah. Um, So he asks her, how does the the daughter of a gentleman end up being a seamstress? Because Mm. that's not something that happens. And she's like, well, sometimes life takes an unexpected turn. And he says, well, that is a grave understatement. And then he says... Fortune was a heartless witch in perpetual anticipation of her monthly courses and didn't Ash know it. Um, and I just want to tell you this. <laughs> have I ever told you about my hairdresser? No. This is the only story I have. Actually, the one I just in Alaska? I about the podcast a couple weeks ago, so maybe she's listening. Yeah. So the first time I visited this hair salon three years ago or whatever, uh-huh. I'm like, I just need a hair salon. I go in there. She got in a fight. Like, while doing my hair, she got in a fight with, like, the front desk lady. And I think there was, like, a hairbrush thrown, but it wasn't the one in the same room I was in. And then she comes back into the room and she's doing my hair. And she's talking to one of the other hairdressers about what a bitch the front desk woman is. She doesn't work the same salon anymore. It's fine. Oh. She's talking to one of the (laughs) You think? It's fine. About what a bitch the front desk woman is. And she's like, what is she, like, a wear cunt and it's a full moon or something? (laughs) And I thought that was, I would follow her anywhere. The best <laughs> insult I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> so I'm giving that to you, HBs. What, it, what is she, a wear cunt and it's a full moon or something? <laughs> oh my God. And I was like, I will, I don't, like at the time, she hadn't even dried my hair. So I'm like, I don't know how this is going to turn out, but right. I'm going to be back. Oh like, yeah. I will be back. <laughs> That's incredible. Anyway, but that's exactly the same statement that Ash makes. Fortune was a heartless witch in perpetual anticipation of her monthly courses. Uh-huh. That's the same thing. <laughs> anyway, that's I highlighted so it. Like, Where cunt? All right, so back to the story. <laughs> Where cunt? Okay. <laughs> we'll just put an extra big E on this one for explicit, I guess. I think right. this is the first I time mean, we've thrown cunt out there. I think that all of them have to be super explicit, but you know, mm-hmm. that's cool. Okay. So she turns him down because she's like, that's not even a real offer. Like, I, she's not even turning him down. She's just like, stop making fun of me. Oh, and then she no. she's like, are you actually mad? Like, I'm going to approach this money slowly and then back <laughs> out of the room very slowly and then run away and pay my rent. And he's like, he thinks to himself, don't worry, Duke. <clears throat> She'll be back. <laughs> she also say, she says, surely, surely you don't mean through marriage. Yeah. And he says, oh, my God. He brings up the laws of primogeniture. Yeah. He's like, no, I intend to use my vast influence in the House of Lords to overturn the laws of primogeniture <laughs> and then persuade Prince Genitur. Regent to pre- primogeniture. Genitur. 
Yeah. Then persuade Prince Regent to create a new title and duchy, duchy. I don't know. It was like a whole thing. That accomplished. I will convince him to name a victor's daughter from Hertfordshire <laughs> a duchess in her own right. Of course, I mean through marriage. <laughs> I am a duke. I am not asking you to marry me. I am offering to marry you. It's a different thing entirely. It is a different thing. Oh, man, he is so hung up on what dukes do and what brides do throughout this whole thing. (sighs) It makes me really happy in a really odd way. It shouldn't. I'm very in love with him. I fucking love it. Oh, my God. Yeah, he ticks all all the right asshole boxes for you, huh? Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Okay. Exactly the ones. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Danielle (laughs) has the same order for me, except for she doesn't say banana. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh my right. god so um, i don't want to imply david's an asshole i didn't mean that i just meant you know no, I, he's I like the little, right type you know, of asshole yeah you need like, a little pepper in your pot yeah, yeah michael michael is the same way so wait one thing that i will say about this whole thing is that it's going to be really hard for me not to turn this into heaving bosoms a romance novel podcast where we read you the whole book <laughs> <laughs> Like, that is that is how this is probably going to work. Okay, so she says no. The next day, she's fitting... Isn't she fitting Davina at that it's, point? It's Davina, I think. Yeah. So she's fitting a woman for a gown, and she's uh, clearly about five months pregnant, and they've become friends over the time that she's been Davina's seamstress. But Emma doesn't want to be um, rude by being like, hey, you're pregnant, I can tell, even though they're friends. So she's like, oh, I've got to let this one out. And she's like, oh, too many tea cakes, I guess. And then they kind of come clean. And she's like, I don't know what to do. There was an artist and I loved him and he left and I don't know what to do. So she's like, I'll try to help you if I can. Then. Then. She's closing up the shop. Oh, yeah. She's closing up. She's about to lock the door. And no, the door is locked and he's pounding. So she goes up to it and he just pushes his way past her. I am Duke. <laughs> I am Duke. I go Hear into shower. <laughs> yes. He goes in and he says that he wants a waistcoat. And she's like, well, you've come to a dressmaking shop. So sorry. And he we goes, fine. This. Fine. I want a, a dress for a woman roughly my size. And <laughs> I want it now. <laughs> yep. And so she says that he has to be measured for it. And... Uh, he jumps atop the stool and does this little ta-da move, which I really found adorable in my mind's eye. And yeah. uh, she gets to measure in him. Yeah. She's like, if you want a gown. And he's like, no, I don't want a gown. And she's like, okay, if your very ugly Duke-sized friend wants a gown, I need measurements. Yep. She says, I need your sleeve. I need your torso, your hem. She arched an eyebrow, bosom. <laughs> she thinks he's going to like be like, fuck it, I'm out of here. But then he doesn't. Yeah. She measures him sexually. Sex- yeah. Sex. So let's see. as that happens, he's like, so I made you an offer yesterday. Do you want to accept it? Right. How do you feel about that now? And she's like, this, that wasn't an offer. That wasn't a thing. So he he's like, it was an honest offer. I intend to marry you. I would like to make you a duchess. And she's like, get out of here. Stop laughing at me. <laughs> right. I'm going to I'm I'm going to leave. And he's like, OK, well, get into my carriage. I will drive you home. And she's like, I, I like blocks away. I want to walk. He's like, yeah. And he's All right, like, my feet oh, that's are even, even better. closer. Yeah. yeah. So he walks with her and she's very cold and shivery. And she's like so absent on on this walk home because she's so distracted because she doesn't know what's going on. She leads them into like a very dangerous park sort of 
situation. Oh, that's know. after that's after yeah, she almost her. walks into an apple cart and he has to catch her and then they almost kiss. Oh, yeah, kiss. I forgot about that. And yeah, then they keep going. Mm-hmm. He makes such romantic gestures to her on this walk as... You are a healthy woman of childbearing age. You are a gentleman's daughter. You are educated. You are passably pretty. Not that and that's you a are, concern for me, right. but a child should have at least one non-hideous parent. And you're here. All my requirements are met. You'll do. <laughs> <laughs> that was probably the most unfeeling proposal she could imagine, which is true. So anyway, they end up in this park that's dangerous. And he's like, this is a dangerous park. And then like, as if just to prove his point, these men appear out of nowhere and they're like, give me all your jewels and stuff. So he's like, yeah. And like jumps into protective mode. Oh, wait, mode. wait, wait, wait. Sorry. Yes. I have to say one thing. After um, after he says all of that, my, my thing is uh, she was thinking to herself, the man was cynical, insensitive, condescending, rude. And she was definitely going to marry him. Like she's kind of putting up a fight for her pride, but like she's a seamstress. Like she's going to yeah. be a duchess. There's no, right. you know, she's got to do this. Yeah. So, so then anyway, so really, these guys appear. Yeah. And, and I love that part because his inner monologue is totally fine. He's just like, get on with it. Tell me that you want my shit and I'll tell you that you, you can go get stuffed. And then the moment that they attack Emma's honor, he's just like, nope. And that's when he's swinging his all protective. Yeah. So (gasps) he's like uh, starting to beat them up. And then the wind blows his hat off and they Mm -hmm. see his scars and they're like, ah, this is the devil. And they run away. And they run away. And it says something, I don't remember what the, or it was, no victory had ever been so hollow. Yeah. It's very sad. So they ran away from his scars. He looks next to him and he sees that she's not there either and he's like oh she's run away as well great i'm ugly and scarred and i'm going to be alone forever and then he turns and he sees that she had run she's, back to get a tree branch <laughs> a tree branch and she's him. yep she's gonna back his ass up he's warmed and and oh he's like she was gonna protect me me the devil you know my twisted face and scars very very sweet so he's like wait a minute don't even go home because we're going to get married. So you're going to go to a hotel. Uh, you can go home and collect your things. And he's like, you know what? Don't collect your things. I, I don't want your moldy potatoes. Yeah. Just, go to the, <laughs> just go to the hotel and I'll send a carriage for you tomorrow. And she's trying to figure out something to get her like pride together. Like she has to have some demand in this, uh, this union, like something has to be like hers. Well, and, and so not to like, mention, not to mention that looking forward to, a, a life with a man who says you're here you'll mm-hmm. do like she'd like something to be able to i don't know snuggle at night or yeah. care for so yeah. she looks at him and she's like i have to be able to bring my cat <laughs> and he's like oh for um for a bride of convenience you're becoming most inconvenient or something right. like that and her inner monologue is she didn't even have a cat <laughs> <laughs> emma you idiot you don't even have a cat <laughs> So now not only does she have to go to this hotel and, like, wait for his carriage, she also has to find a cat on the way. <laughs> it's great. Oh, it's so good. So then we jump straight to the wedding. Yeah. I mean, she she appears with the cat oh, the next yeah. morning. Mm, I love it's this. It's just, like, the most dumpstery dumpster cat that's ever lived. And well, it's and mean. it's obviously malnourished. It's like... Yeah. <laughs> the bitch has got mange like I don't know what's happening with it and so they're staring at each other and he obviously doesn't like the duke either but he looks at Emma and he's like what's its name and she is like hmm? 
like obviously pulled from a thought and he goes what's its name and she goes breeches <laughs> so the cat she is was nearby. looking at his breeches and how he filled out oh she was looking at his peen his breeches we don't know that yet she told we don't us know that yet that. yeah spoiler alert Aaron. honestly um and then he's like she's like i can't let him go or he'll run away and we'll never find him in this huge duke house yeah and he's like well you can't hold a cat during our wedding and she's like yeah i can and then i think it bites her or something she drops it and just like it goes off in a streak and then she's like well we'll never see that again uh and he's goodbye, like cat. one can only hope yeah <laughs> So then they go into get married and she's like, well, if you want me to sign all these documents, then I'm going to need a minute. And so he goes to the other side of the room and she starts reading them. And he's like, what are you doing? Because he's very nervous as well. Mm -hmm. He wants to get this over with before she comes to her senses in his mind. And Mm -hmm. she's like, well, I don't I don't sign anything. I don't read. Do you? He's like, you literally have nothing to lose. Like, yeah, (laughs) he's like, yeah. She's like, well, he had a good point, but I will still read everything I sign. <laughs> and so then she she bonds. I love her so much. She bonds with Khan the butler. Um, mm. He's like, FYI, we're really pulling for you. You're yeah. either going to be the making of him or he's going to be the breaking of you. And like, we're all here with you. We're all ready yeah. to support we're all you. rooting for you. Yeah. And she's like, do you have any advice for me? Like, how, mm-hmm. how do I, you know, and he's like. Uh, I suppose it's too late to run away, uh, so maybe drinking heavily would be. Right. <laughs> She's, like, oh, shit. She's like, oh, great, everyone. Still signs the paper, still gets up, and they marry. Two servants sign as witnesses because he has no friends. Yeah. And, and also then, their, oh. oh, well, before that, their agreement is basically. No, no, no. They haven't made the agreement oh, yet. Oh, they haven't talked about it yet? Mm-mm. They're the, about to make the agreement. Did he say no kissing before No, the not yet. No. Okay. 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 Sorry, sorry, sorry. So the marriage is over and he says there's there's going to be a few rules in this. Oh, she says, I want to have dinner nightly. That's after. No. Mm-mm. She's like, if we're going to have the, is it? Let's have an all out fight here on the podcast. This is the <laughs> hill I will die on. <laughs> I don't know. I honestly don't. I think it's after, but like. I thought it, I thought the, it doesn't matter. Because I thought he did his rules and then she was like, okay, your rules are noted. Here are mine. I thought was how it oh, went. Oh, yeah. But. I think, no, you're totally right. You're totally right. Good. Because um, I died on that hill for you, this. You, so. you didn't. You didn't die. <laughs> you made it out alive on that one. Oh, yeah. That's how that uh, That's works. how that works. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. So I'm really glad that you're an army lawyer and not an army strategist. <laughs> you don't know. <laughs> you, I don't know. You don't you're know right. I don't know how things are worked. There are so many acronyms I could never keep up. Okay. So <laughs> so he says, here's the way this is going to work. No kissing. No affection. We're married at night, basically only. I will come to your bed nightly. You will permit me. And as soon as you're with child. And no lights. Oh, There'll and no, no lights. lights when we yeah. do the sex. Right. He, oh, he, he describes it as it will be as dignified as it possibly can be, which sounds like the worst sex mm-hmm. in the world. And quick. And quick. Oh, He's oh like, yeah. Also, I haven't had sex in two years, so I can at least promise you it will be very quick. Yeah. And she's like, <laughs> <laughs> and then um, and he's like, and as soon as you're with child, we're done. You go off to the country house to raise the kid and we're good to go. Um, and so she's like, fine, I have a rule of my own then. I will I will acquiesce to all of those, but I want dinner nightly. And then and he's like, fine, we can have dinner. And then she says, and I want a kiss. And he's like, woman, didn't you just hear me say no kissing? And she's like, no, I want a kiss for my wedding because mm-hmm. that's what I want. 
I didn't get a wedding in any other way that I imagined. I would like a kiss to seal the deal. And so she's like, you don't even have to kiss me. Here, I'll just lean up into you and I'll kiss you. And he goes, no, no. <laughs> the bride does not kiss the duke. The duke kisses the bride. It's a different thing entirely. Oh, so she closes her eyes and waits for him. Oh, and and she it takes thinks, him. Yeah, yeah she, she almost changed his mind. She says. Um, oh, yeah. Get it. Get uh, it. Uh, okay. She was on the verge of opening her eyes and slinking from the room and constructing a fortification of pillows, novels, and kittens in which to hide for the remainder of her life when his hands cupped her face, rough and possessive. Just when she was certain she'd combust from the cruel suspense of it all, his lips touched hers. Something inside her came apart, that hidden pocket of yearning that she'd sewn up tight years ago. His kiss ripped it open at the seams. A flood of emotion poured forth, overwhelming her, a surge of passion and desire, and... And something else, something, are you fanning yourself? Mm-hmm. <laughs> something she didn't want to acknowledge, much less name. She'd pour over it later, more doubt, but her mind wouldn't allow her to let it alone. And then it switches to... It switches to him. Him. And, and he he's says, got the same... Oh, man, it's so good. But he says, um, I'm just going to read a tiny part of it. The kiss unfurled tendrils of madness in his brain. Everything was wrong. Everything was right. Everything was possible. Mm, so good so good and during the wedding so he's got one half of his face is super scarred up the other half is very handsome and she keeps looking at him and staring at him and then realizing that he thinks that she's staring at him because his face is all mangled but she's really just like kind of drawn to him and wants to see what he looks like but every time she tries to like take in so so she does the very natural thing in early flirtation where you look at someone and you're not sure like if you're allowed that like close intimacy. And so when they look right. at you, you avert your eyes. But in his case, psychologically, he can only think of one reason she would avert her eyes so quickly when right. he caught or her. Stare. Like she yes. either averts her eyes or like blatantly stares at him. Yes. And, <laughs> and it's a no-win situation from his perspective, you right. know? So... After everything, Emma is shown to her room where she meets Mary, her lady's maid, who is adorable. And then she really learns that the staff is all pulling for her to the point that Mary is like talking about how all of their fortunes are tied up with the Duke falling in love with her uh, because he's been in such bad temper since his injury and all of that. Like he doesn't have any friends. He doesn't go out. He lives in the house. He is he is basically... Like, if Bruce Wayne only had the Batcave. <laughs> like, he doesn't. Right. He has no other alter ego. So. Well, he does, but it's even worse. But it's even worse. <laughs> like, right, right. We'll learn that later. He in the house, but he doesn't yeah. have, like, a, a daytime alter ego. Yeah. And Mary also notes that uh, Emma is so much better than the previous uh, oh, betrothed. Yeah. She's like, listen, there's there's like nothing you could do to be worse than the last lady totally. that was here and was engaged to him. So like, you're good. And boy, is she right. Yes. Well, and, and didn't we already meet her at the dressmaking shop? Maybe not yet. No, Doesn't matter. Okay. Not met her. Fair. So, um, okay. So then she goes down to but dinner. I mean, Emma has, and Emma didn't like her when she did her dress. But yeah. we didn't meet her. If that yeah, that's sense. true. Okay. Okay. So she goes down to dinner and the, her their place settings 
are at the far mm-hmm. ends of like a 30 foot table or something ridiculous something very dukely this is like uh, a kind not of a tired gag but i was still down it is. for it oh no i was totally down for it so then he mishears something she says and she's like well this is stupid and she pulls up her bowl and she marches down to the end of the table and he's like really and she's like yes actually dinner if you recall involved conversation so they go back and forth about like how english people speak about the weather and dumb things and then she starts a nickname bit because she's like what do i call you now that you're my husband and he's like you may call me ashbury or duke and she's like that's (laughs) that's stupid i can't do that like that's not an intimacy that's what everyone calls you Right. And they go through the whole thing. There's nothing like appropriate from his actual name. And so then she starts with dear husband, sweeting and heart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. And he hates it, which I love. And then the cat jumps on the table and grabs one of their mackerel or something. And he's like, all right, this is over. And he throws his <laughs> napkin and leaves. <laughs> so yeah. then he goes to her room. She mm-hmm. makes herself ready as all England what times people mean? do. What does it mean? <laughs> I don't know, but she was ready because okay, Emma listen. is our girl. Tessa. Yeah. I think that she's listening because she got deep in our Instagram comments last <gasps> week. I would die. I would literally <laughs> die. I know, but I think it's like maybe a 30% chance that she's listening to this. I don't know. We're pretty far in. But I'm so she starstruck just, if like, that's true. Like her brain know. is she's incredible. Like her, okay, she's so, so good. Tessa did. Hi, Tessa. If you're listening, or if anyone else listening knows, what does it mean? What does it yeah, mean to make I need yourself to know ready? From, is it just from taking historical... off the clothes? Is it rubbing no, it's not. Because remember, in this time, she doesn't get undressed because later on she's like, I would have gotten undressed, but I thought you'd want to undress me because she's so cute. Mm, because, yeah, because she wants <sighs> it to be romantic because she likes yeah. it. Yeah. Anyway, let us let know. Let us know. Tweet at us. <laughs> Send us an email. We are not shitting you about this we, we are not know. fucking around <laughs> we want to know what making ready means in england times mm-hmm. all right yeah and then pre-podcast i will make myself ready for you melody if you like oh, get it when oh. i find out what it means <laughs> all right we'll wash right. our vaginas so, for each other and then get room. on the facetime <laughs> oh boy <laughs> i'm still convinced that's Wait, what it you means don't <laughs> I think, well, I uh, thought it might also mean, like, lubing up with the oils, too. I thought it was possible maybe. that to get. I don't maybe. know. I don't know. I don't know. Our imaginations are running wild, and we need to be put to rest. <laughs> okay. And the other thing is, I'm sorry, I'm still Go. on this. Um, yeah. I feel like, do they know? Do the women know? No. Because like, no, no, the women don't even know what sex is. Like, listen back to the Duke and I. She was like, what goes into where? Like, when they say make yourself ready, like, I, I'm like, if like I said, know what sex is. Yeah, if I had the amount of knowledge that Duke and I, lady, had, and I was told to make myself ready, I would just sit there terrified for 30 minutes. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like, I'd be like, what do I have to do? I would brush my hair neurotically. Like, it would be bad. Mm-hmm. It would be bad. I'd probably put on, like, three times too much perfume. I would do all <laughs> the things that would make me a wildebeest. <laughs> Instead of a blushing, glorious bride. Like, it would be so bad. Okay. All right. So, he walks in and he turns out all the candles. candles, And then he trips all over the place trying to get to the bed because he, I don't know, snuffed off all the candles. And turned out the fire, like, made the fire. Yeah, he banked the fire. It was a very angry word. He banked it. 
No, yeah. it's regular word for people nope. who have fires. We don't do that in Alaska. We just <laughs> always. Well, you only you only sort of do that with a fireplace. You bank it so that it doesn't so that it like logs don't fall down. I think is what it is. Like in a oh. in a wood stove, you don't have to do anything. Like banking, oh. if anything, before you go to bed, you load that shit up with wood and then bounce. Right. But baking a fire, I think, is like making sure that things are flat. I could be wrong. Write us a letter. Tell us. Yeah. Anyway, let me know. Okay. But okay. He does that, so it's like completely dark in the room, and it's cold now because he made the fire go up Mm -hmm. and so he's trying to make his way over to the bed finally gets there after like tripping a couple of times and stubbing his toe and gets up next to her so he he moves his hand from he finds her foot and then up her calf and he's like that's really thicker than i thought it would be she's got a meaty calf you guys she's got a a girl with a meaty calf me too i am a girl with a meaty calf you know what i'm just a girl with kinkles so I just have, I tried in the early stages of my dating Michael, I tried to convince him that I had dainty joints. And even Wait, in what like does that even the, mean? well, like, you know how, how women are like, oh, she had such a, she had such a, a, a lovely dainty wrist. Like her, her bracelet sat so beautifully on her dainty wrist. And I was like, Michael, I have such, I am so delicate and I have so you many tried dainty to convince joints. Him you were a queen bird. <laughs> Do you know about Queen Bird? No, tell me. (laughs) Tell me all about it. Oh, God. I hope this doesn't come off as mean. Uh Uh-oh. My friend and I sometimes play this game. Oh, no. Um, It's from, I think, maybe college or high school. It's called Queen Bird. (laughs) Okay. Whenever you're in a crowd, particularly a bar, you look around and you try to find the Queen Bird. And... I mean, I don't even know how we came up with this or if it's from a TV show or like, I don't know where it came from. I think it's just our weird brains. But here are the um, qualifications of the queen bird. Tell me. Um, The queen bird must have hollow bones. (laughs) (laughs) The queen bird Uh must be beaked. And the queen bird must have plumage. <laughs> okay, how does this actually work on a human form? Well, so, like, that's that's what's fun about so the it. The hollow you bone argue. is like, oh, okay. My because brain is, the hollow bone is like, she's very thin. So she yeah. can't hold a lot of weight on her hollow it's like bones. Waif, it's waif-like. Like, yeah, it, you yeah, know, yeah, the okay. wind could blow her away. But you could also <laughs> argue that, like, a hollow boned person is, mm-hmm. like, you know, a, a fragile, like, a creaky mm-hmm. sort of person. Mm-hmm. You know, the beak is the same thing. Like, logically, it would be somebody with a very sharp-looking nose. But maybe the person is wearing a jewelry or an yeah. outfit that you're like, well, that's a beak right there. <laughs> like, you can, you know, beaks have been very pointy shoes before. You know, you can, oh, can kind of... <laughs> hairstyles you know okay and then plumage is the same it could be like a, yeah. a, a particularly loud outfit or hairstyle mm-hmm. um you know you can argue about what what plumage there is the so. queen bird doesn't have to caw no not necessarily <laughs> but you could use does that she do your... a mating dance <laughs> you could use it <laughs> I'm excited for this game. Um, I hope that doesn't sound bad. It sounds like we're just tearing down, but it's it's just a fun game. I'm not trying to like. No, no, it's like your team, ladies, and the yeah. All right. So wait, wait, wait. But my point was, even in like the early stages, even in the euphoria that is dating early on, in the your poop must smell like roses stage, 
he looked at me and he was like, Melody, there is nothing dainty about you (laughs) or something like that. It wasn't that, but it was like, you do not. Yeah, yeah. So I just have, um, I just have really sturdy ankles, which has, has gone to my benefit a lot of times. Anyway, we were talking about this almost bed scene. All right, Honestly. I just did a Google for Queen Bird, and it does not come up anywhere. So this is apparently from the minds of me oh, and boy. us. Okay, all right. All right, so he finds out that she has five blankets on because she's right. been cold. Because he and, put out the fire. Yeah, and as he's, um, as he's like, trying to take it off, he's like, good God, woman. And she's like, don't worry, I'll, I'll do the last one. And she pushes it off, and he says that she wriggled in like the best way and he's so excited Mm -hmm. and then he realizes that he forgot his england times lube and so (laughs) he decides england times oil lube yeah so he's like well i gotta get her ready somehow and this is the best turn of events for everyone involved (laughs) because he starts just giving her a little manual stimulation that is most excellent and she thinks so too to the point that she says she like whispers please and he promptly freaks out he's like oh i'm a monster i've pushed her too far i've done all the things like i'm scaring her i gotta go and he bounces he goes walking and she's like Mm -hmm. oh no like i did something wrong he doesn't like that i liked it i shouldn't show that i'm into it or something she's very Mm -hmm. confused so he goes walking and trying to walk off his raging heart on <laughs> and, yeah. and and probably rage. And that's when we get our first peek into the monster of Mayfair, which will mm-hmm. come in later. He like chases off a boy who's doing a bad thing. And yeah, he goes around vigilante shit. style at night, beating mm-hmm. up people who beat up their wives or steal things or whatever. Much like Batman. Okay, I so I had such a Tessa hard time Dale with was this. like looking at some Batman when she wrote this because you got like some Two Face stuff, you got some oh, nighttime yeah. vigilante. There's a lot of cloaks swirling around. In oh, this book. it's very Darkwing Duck, except better. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I had a hard time with this though because between like it was sort of Two Face, but there was also a little bit of um, like Deadpool in there for me, mm. which I really liked mm-hmm. because oh, guys, this Duke of my heart only curses in Shakespeare. <laughs> so that really it. ticked my that, Deadpool box. And, and I, thought, I liked Melody's it. Melody's really going to like that. And then I looked at our notes. We share a Google Doc to make <laughs> notes about the plot so we don't get lost anymore. This is a new development, just so you it know. Is. So you're like, man, four episodes ago, they were really scrambling. That's correct. <laughs> so we do this Google Doc now. And I put their names at the top of it. And so I was like, Emma Gladstone, Duke of Ashbury. And then Melody promptly added, he only curses in Shakespeare. And I'm like, that's something you don't even find out until like halfway through the book. No, it's one of his best characteristics. Apparently it deserves to be right next to his name in the Google Doc. It did. Okay. So then the next morning, Emma wakes and like writes a note to Davina. And then she starts writing a note to her father, a letter to her father. That's like, there's a lot of different iterations, but basically like, hey, you fucker. I'm doing well now, and a good man did want me. So and get out of here. And he's a duke also. He got so many monies. Mm-hmm. He's making it rain all yeah. over my ruined person. She's kind of alluded to it. Should we just say what happened to her? I think Yeah, we let's. Well, okay. I was gonna I was gonna save it until they like, you know, till they actually till Okay, they... that's fine. But her dad was a monster. Like he her, she keeps uh... alluding to the fact that her dad turned her out. Well, and she's been on her own for the past six years. A gentleman's daughter has been on her own 
um, since she was 16. Not right. cool. Okay. So, badminton? Well, but no, but I love this part because um, okay. because of last night, she's like wondering if he actually wants her because she writes in the letter like, and, and a good man wants me. And then she's like, but does he? Because like, yeah. as soon as I showed I was into it, he left like he might just be doing his duty of course he's not and she thought maybe like she but. showed that she was into it and he was like you harlot like yes you, need you to jezebel not be so harlotty and jezebel yeah yeah you sluts mcgee strumpet 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 word i love it <laughs> oh yeah because um her father told her that no decent man will ever have her and i want right. to punch everyone in the face okay so she goes exploring and she hears grunting and uh I was red herringed right out of there. You were? I didn't fall for the bait, but I was like, what is happening in there? <laughs> um, there's like grunting. And then um, Ash says to Khan that it's his turn to receive. And she walks in and they're playing badminton. And it's mm-hmm. super cute. Which was not a game it, at the time. Yes. Did you read her note? I did read that. I loved it. She was like, hey, guys, I know. Don't send me letters about how badminton wasn't a thing. I just knew that you wouldn't know what I was talking about unless I said it. Yeah. And it was very smart. Good job. So, Good job, Tessa Dare. They're playing badminton so that he can exercise his bad shoulder. Yeah. Because he and has Khan to keep his his it. skin stretched out. Otherwise, yeah. it'll otherwise he'll lose all movement. And Khan is like, I am the butler. <laughs> this is not normal butlery duties. Yeah. And it turns out he makes him do all kinds of stuff. Like he oh makes him play badminton. He makes him like box with him. He makes him play cricket. Fencing. Fencing. He makes him waltz. <laughs> waltz <with laughs> he him. tried to waltz with him once. It's yeah. so cute. So Khan gives her his racket and runs the hell away. And he mouths the word save me. And this begins this adorable segment between them. She says that they're going to play. And if she wins, he's going to give her a modicum of respect she goes how much is a modicum anyway somewhere between a sousant and a wit i imagine then i want an ounce an ounce two ounces actually no i should like a full pint of respect he shook his head now you're just being greedy (laughs) (laughs) like the banter in this is so good what i like is she's playing to win but like she to get her respect or whatever, she's like real bad at badminton. She's like she's, she's probably never played. Yeah, but you know, in these books, a lot of times they just come out of nowhere and they're oh, like totally. real good at stuff. Like like uh, what's her face and and yeah. Jane was like real good at darts, which was fine. Mm-hmm. I liked that Jane was good yeah. at darts, but it was kind of nice to have her like just be like fuck, <laughs> right? Real bad at totally. So then, and he's like, okay, if I win, you have to leave me alone all day, like during mm-hmm. the day. You have to stick to the agreement. She's like, rah, 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 fine. And they play. Mm-hmm. And as they play, they banter more. She starts with more nicknames. And he's like, you won't do that. And then they start going back and forth about how much they've been through. She's mm-hmm. like, I got thrown out when I was 16. and I've been on my own. And he's like, well, I got a, I had a mortar hit me and I was near death for about a year. Mm-hmm. And like, blah. Oh, God, I loved it. And then finally, she calls him Lambkin. Oh, he shows her how to serve. Mm -hmm. And then she calls him Lambkin. And he chases her and lifts her over his shoulder. And they, like, play, but he's in pain. And so she's like, you are in pain. Don't lie to me. And he's like, no, it's none of your concern. She's like, I am your wife. That is my job. My job is to be concerned about you. My job is to care. And it's like breaking his heart. He's like, you can't do this to me. I mean, he's saying this to himself. He's like, you can't. Ah, this is killing me. And then Khan mm-hmm. breaks in 
And it's like, your solicitor's here. Oh, not before he teaches her how to serve Melody. I told you that. Oh, sorry. I, I said I, that. I was, I was reading for quotes here. Sorry. I apologize. Oh, good. Okay, so he yeah. leaves. So then that night, uh-huh. she is impatient for his touch. Mm-hmm. And his first words upon entering, which I love, are, tonight it will be all business. In, <laughs> out, done. And she's like, she never thought that this like gruff treatment would do it for her, but she is into yeah. it. <laughs> she's kind of about it, which I like. Yeah, I loved it. So he pulls back the cover and she's naked. And he's like, good God, why are you naked? And she's like, why would I not be naked? Like, I thought you wanted to undress me, which is the only reason I was wearing clothes. Like, I thought that was making myself ready. Right. All right. Yeah. <laughs> what do I- you want, man? <laughs> <laughs> really, though, what does he want? So... <laughs> So he's just like, okay, ugh, fine, you're naked, great. And she gets up on her elbow and she's like, what am I doing wrong? Like, do you just want somebody to like lay there listlessly? And he essentially tells her yes. And my favorite is that she goes, she goes, very well, I'll try. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, because it would be hard for the best of us if we're really enjoying ourselves mm-hmm. just to just to lay back. And think of England. I want. I don't want to think about England at all at that point. <sighs> so then, even though he says that, as he starts touching her, uh-huh. she feels like he he doesn't think that that's the way it should be. And so he's touching her all over, and he starts talking to himself. He's like, "How are you here? How did I manage it?" And then he grabs her hair, and he's like, "This is lovely," and. Everyone is just swooning all over the place. And she can't stay still. Like, and she can't stay he still. Can. No, he's touching her all over. Oh, and so then she touches his chest because, you mm-hmm. know, she wants to be an active partner in this. And he mm-hmm. stiffens and she's like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And he's like, we discussed this. Yeah. And so he shoots her down and then he's just like, all right, fine. Getting down to bit. Like he sort of comes back to himself and he's like, good. I have a thing to do. I came here whoa, to do whoa, a whoa. thing. Not oh. before he says, so she, he's like, we discussed this. And she's like, no, I'm sorry. I forgot. I just, when you touch me that way, you know, I, oh, uh, yeah. and he's like, don't forget it again. He said in a low, thrilling voice, or I'll be forced to tie you to the bed. At oh, this yeah. suggestion, her intimate muscles fluttered. Is that meant to be a threat? Because I, I don't seem to find the idea entirely <laughs> objectionable. <laughs> so you don't? don't? She licked her bottom lip. Well, you're very good at this, apparently. And what with the dark, and it's all very shadowy and sensual, like one of those feverish dreams one has on a hot summer's night. (laughs) Um, This is something you dream about, being pawed by a hulking stranger in the dark. Emma squeaked out her tentative reply. Maybe? (laughs) Unbearable moments passed in silence. You are incredible, he said. (laughs) It's seeing pawed by a hulking man in the dark, and she's like, Maybe. "I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's good times." And, oh, it's so good. And so then, then he's like, "Okay, fine. You know what? You're right. Like, let's get down to business." Mm-hmm. So he kneels in between her legs, but then just as like he puts his erection over her slickness, and she is all into it, mm-hmm. just as he's about to enter her. He stills. And she's like, no, 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 no. Like, I'm fine. I'm fine. Don't I'm stop. Good. Very, very fine. I am very, very fine. I'm good to go. And he's like, shh, we are not alone. Because he sees these two eyes off in the distance. <laughs> and then the cat attacks him. It's hilarious. Then he leaves again. And he goes mm-hmm. walking, probably to beat some fuckers up. 
in order to assuage his, his frustration. Okay, we might have to all go walk off our tumescent protuberances because that is the end of this episode. Next week, we're definitely going to be back for part two and the fabulous conclusion of Tessa Dare's The Duchess Deal. Aaron and I have a joint lady love this week, and that is recalibrate when you have to. Um, This is our first voyage into multiple part episode land, and I'm nervous about it just because... I'm a perfectionist who who likes to give people what they want, but um, we've gotten such an incredible response from Romancelandia, partially because it's just the best place on earth. Everyone is is so supportive and uh, ugh, accepting. It's a lovely, lovely place to be. So thanks for being patient and thanks for understanding that like real life can uh, become a bit of a well wear cunt <laughs> yeah take some time for you that's our lady love if you need to drop something or reduce something or rethink something don't hesitate just figure it out because your health your family and your well-being has to come before everything else. All right, you can find us on all the social media. Instagrams. <laughs> at Heaping Bosoms. <laughs> Pod- uh, podcast. Facebook. Podcast.com. <laughs> Facebook is at Heaping Bosoms Podcast. Twitter, at Heaping underscore Bosoms. Nope. G- yeah, that's right. What? Never mind. Yep, that's yeah. right. Never mind. Yep. <laughs> Gmail is um, at gmail.com. We love your emails. We love your tweets. We love your grams. We love fucking all of it. Um, seriously. Like, it, it makes me weak every time I see a notification. And, um, yeah, so keep being a badass. And love yourself as much as you love turning into a wear cunt under the full moon. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love you to pieces. I love you so much, Mel. (laughs) All right. Bye. Bye. Hey, you. Yes, listener, you. Are you loving the show? If so, please leave a rating and review in your podcast app. The 90 seconds you take to say something nice not only helps new people find the show, but it makes me super smile over at HBHQ. Also, I've had a few people ask, and the answer is yes, we are still doing the five-star bribe. If you leave us a review with five stars, then we'll do whatever book you want. We're real, real deep into the list, though, so it might be a while. Ah! Lilas! Okay, back to the show.